If you're snacking on anything but tasty cake, you're making a huge Miss Cake. A fistful of chocolate-covered raisins? Miss Cake. A spoonful of peanut butter? Bigger Miss Cake. Or the worst Miss Cake of all, your kid's Halloween candy, and it's April. If it's not tasty cake, it's a Miss Cake, because nothing satisfies like a perfectly sweet butterscotch crimpet or rich and creamy chocolate peanut butter candy cake. Tasty Cake. Accept no substitute. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Billboard.com Pop Shop Podcast. My name is Keith Caulfield, and I am the co-director of charts at Billboard. Joining me, as always, is Billboard.com senior editor, Katie Atkinson. Hi, Keith. Hello, Katie. How are you? Doing quite well. Ready to hear the new music of the week? Ooh, yes. Today, we've got must-hear music from uh, Lana and Gaga. All the Oz. <laughs> all the Oz coming Aha, your way. Aha, Maybe not. Um, well, we're going to hear all about new music from Lady Gaga and uh, Lana Del Rey and more in just a few moments because the Billboard Pop Shop podcast is your one-stop shop for all things pop on Billboard's weekly charts. In addition, you can always count on a lively discussion about the latest pop news, fun chart stats and stories, new music, and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop Today on the show, we've got must-hear music with Billboard.com senior editor Joe Lynch. Joe and the team will be delving into new tunes from Lana Del Rey and Lady Gaga and more. But what more do you need? So stick (laughs) around for that in just a moment. But first, before we get started, if you enjoy the podcast, subscribe to the show on iTunes so you won't miss an episode. And give us a rating or review while you're at it. If you have any questions for us, feel free to tweet us at Keith underscore Caulfield or KT Atkinson. And... If you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, visit iTunes.com slash Billboard Podcasts. I'm looking forward to hearing what uh, Joe and the squad have to say about Gaga's new single, The Cure, and uh, Lana's new music as well, um, and everything else we're going to talk about. I'm also curious, Katie, what has been uh, popping on your uh, music player of choice lately? Wow. Um, I'm not ashamed to admit that I love John Mayer and his new no album shame. just came out. His his album, which is a culmination of EPs that he's been putting out right. for the last few months. And it is, it's superb. I really enjoy Sublime. it. Sublime. Sublime, even. It's it's a magnificent Mayer moment. Yeah. If you're a John Mayer fan, you will not be disappointed. What about you, Keith? Um, The other night I was coming home from work. I was listening to KCRW. And if you follow me on Twitter, you, you would have already seen this. Um, and a song came on and I'm like, what is this song? And I heard like this diva vocal and I'm like, what the, and I'm, it's like a dance track and it was so cool, but it was like weirdly alternative, but disco-y. And what like, is it? What is it? And it, it was by Chick Chick Chick. Okay. It's the three exclamation points. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like this big disco song called The One Two. So it's spelled out T-H-E-O-N-E and then the numeral two. They're so creative. And um, the female diva vocals you hear is a, is a singer named, I think, Leah Leah. Uh, that's her name. And it's just so good. It's just like um, so good. Well, it seems like bringing up divas is an appropriate thing. Leading Indeed. into Must Hear Music, which starts right now. Hello and welcome to the Must Hear Music Podcast. My name is Joe Lynch and I'm sitting here with Lindsay Havens. Hey. And Alexa Shania. Hi. And uh, so here's what we got ahead of us on this episode. We are going to talk about uh, Lana Del Rey's new song with The Weeknd, Lust for Life, 
uh, the surprise Gaga single that she did when she was at Coachella, which is called The Cure. Uh, talk about one of the songs on Shamir's surprise full album. Uh, talk about Luis Fonsi's remix of Despacito featuring Justin Bieber. And then the new Paramore song, Hard Times, from their just announced uh, upcoming album. So I don't know. What should we start with, Lindsay? What, what do you think? Uh, I don't know. Why don't we start with one of your picks, Joe? Oh, I didn't want to do... Okay, all right, let's do... Uh, we'll start with Gaga, then. Okay. Um, I think that's actually... That makes sense, because I think it's the oldest at this point. It's it's nearly a week old. I think everything else has come out yeah. more recently than that. Uh, so Lady Gaga, The Cure. Um, she played Coachella. I was not at Coachella. Were you there, Alexa? Yeah, I was there. Wait, did you see Gaga? Yeah. Do you want to talk about it? What what yeah. was that? What was it like when she played the new song? Did everyone know it was a new song? Was she like, "Here's a new song," or did it just kind of happen? Yeah, she was talking about how she was so excited to play Coachella um, because she's been trying so hard to keep this a secret. And then she went into the song, and the crowd was really receptive. Everyone around me was dancing. Um, she sounded great. Um, yeah, I was wondering because, like, I mean, we've been to you because we you were at Lollapalooza last year, right? Yes, and like. Everyone, like, I feel like everyone at those festivals, like, they're more into, like, it's, like, EDM or, like, classic or rock acts, like Red Hot Chili Peppers or whatever. Like, were they into, like, a pop star like Gaga? Like, did that, was there a big audience? Did that go over well? Yeah, I mean, there was a huge audience. She closed out Saturday night. She didn't go on until 11.20. And she played really all the hits. I think she only played maybe two or three songs off Joanne. Mm -hmm. But, you know, she did Poker Face, Born This Way, Alejandro, like, all the hits. And then she did The Cure right about in the middle of the set. So everyone was very into it. It was a really energetic crowd. That's cool. I was so... I mean, I'm not actually sad I didn't go because traveling is the worst. But, um, (laughs) yeah, it sounded really cool. I was kind of jealous when I saw it. Yeah, I was kind of jealous. saying a lot. Yeah. (laughs) Um... (laughs) But yeah, um, so I don't know, this song, I'm I'm into it. I was talking about, um, so Jason is on vacation because I guess he has a life outside of this podcast. I don't know. I wasn't aware of that, oh but gosh, apparently yeah. he does. Um, but I was talking about this song with Jason, and we both agreed we like it, but I think there's something, um, my only reservation about it is that it does seem a little trend hoppy. It's a little bit of the like tropical pop that like, Bieber and um, like Diplo and a lot of other people have been like working with, um, you know, for well over a year now. And it kind of seems like, you know, she did Joanne, like none of the singles became like consistent radio hits. I mean, like, you know, they did well. I mean, Million Reasons, I think, peaked at number four, um, which is good. But like, you know, they're not like on the radio constantly. So it seems kind of like she was like, oh, this is what's on the radio. I guess I'll do a song that sounds like that. But it is a really good song and her voice is great. And I like the message of, like, kind of, like, helping heal a lover. Mm-hmm. Um, although there's a point where she says, like, I'll heal you anyway. And it sounds like she's saying I'll kill you anyway. But that's probably <laughs> just detail. me reading yeah. into it. Um, <laughs> putting what, whatever my Freudian thing onto it. Um, but I'm into this song. But, like, what do you guys think, like, as a song? Or do you like it? Or I what? definitely like the song. But if someone played it for me and didn't tell me who it was, I would never guess Gaga. I it agree. doesn't. It doesn't sound like her at all to me. I think she sounds great on it. But... It's so, like, encompassed in techno and electro beats, which mm-hmm. she's never really done before. So I would not guess that it's a song from her. I agree. It's a completely new sound. Yeah. But and I think good. it's because of what you said, just her trying to sort of fit into what's now. Yeah. And, I mean, you know, she obviously she got her start as, like, a dance pop artist. Like, she was even, 
really kind of presaged a lot of like dance music coming back on the charts. You know, I mean, I think she. I get so bad with years, but like, was it was it two thousand eight when her debut? Like when she came out and like just dance became a big hit, and then Poker Face, like dance pop, was not a big presence on the charts, and she kind of brought that back in. But then she kind of moved away from it, and then it kind of evolved, and yeah, now it does kind of seem like she's coming back to it, but it's not the style isn't totally hers. Yeah, it's this is more like computerized than just mm-hmm. dance. I don't know. Yeah. Do you, I don't know what I mean by that, but. <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, it's got yeah. those, like, like vocal loops, uh, you know, like, run through. I can't think what the word is either. Well, this is, this is going well. Um, <laughs> On to the next song. <laughs> yeah, but where, like, the vocal is, like, turned through a loop where it almost sounds like an instrument in itself. Right, right. Um, but, yeah. But that being said, it's good. But I, I agree. I think we're all on the same page with this. Yeah. So, cool. round the table agreement. <laughs> um, Go Gaga. Let us listen to it. So, it's Lady Gaga, The Cure. All right, that was New Gaga, um, and someone we've had on the, we've had on this podcast before. Uh, John Norris had a great tweet about this. He was saying, "So Lady Gaga did a song, The Cure, that The Cure should do a song, Lady Gaga." That would be amazing. I fully support. <laughs> um, all right, let's talk about um, let's talk about your pick, Alexa. So let's Lana do Del Rey it. featuring The Weeknd, called "Lust for Life." Um, what do you think about the song? Are you a big Lana fan? What's your what's your? She take is on this? the biggest. Lana I am fan. the biggest Lana fan. She can do no wrong. Um, so this is a very so, unbiased opinion. Yeah, yeah. Very unbiased. <laughs> so unbiased critical opinion. Then. Yes. What do you think of it? Well, I think that I love when Lana Del Lana Del Rey and The Weeknd collaborate. Mm-hmm. I think. I mean, they've said it before, and I completely agree that they are kind of each other's characters in their songs, where it's like. You know, Lana Del Rey is the subject of a lot of the weekend songs and vice versa. I just think that their personas go so well together. Um, I think this track, it reminds me a little bit of the first track she released off of Lust for Life um, called Love in the sense that it's very, like, full and rich and cinematic. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, their noir styles blend really well together. Um, and, yeah, I think it's if it's any indication of how the album's going to sound, I can't wait for the album. But... Interesting fact, um, this was actually first Lana's first feature on her discography. Really? Yes. That is so she's she's featured on two of the weekend songs, mm-hmm. um, Prisoner from Beauty Behind the Madness and then the Star Girl interlude off of Starboy. Yeah. But Lana has not had features. I never put that together. That yeah. is interesting. Well because she did that album with was it Dan Auerbach? Uh, of, yeah, I'm pretty sure. But like, yeah, he didn't feature. He was just he like just a producer. It. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's yeah. I never put that together. That's cool. Yeah. Huh. So I, I love them together. What do you? What did you guys think of it? I really like the song too. Um, I love the weekend's voice on it. That high falsetto sounds so great. I was reading something that pointed out, which is really funny. Her debut, her major label debut, was um, "Born to Die," and this is "Lust for Life." Mm-hmm. So she's like <laughs> coming full really circle. Really coming full circle. <laughs> yeah. She's found renewed purpose. Yeah. yeah. Um, but so maybe that just means she's in a better place and that could reflect on the album. I don't know. But uh, yeah, I like the song a lot. 
Yeah, it's very on point with Lana. Even like the lyrics, you know, like climb up the H of the Hollywood sign, you know, sticking with like was, her Hollywood theme. And, yeah, yeah, I was going to say that lyric is like so Lana. Yeah. It's like yeah. crazy, like to open the song with that. Yeah. Like, and I couldn't love it more. <laughs> and then later in the song, she's talking about like dancing on the H in the Hollywood sign. Like it's just, yeah, like so like neo-noirish and um, like you said, like yeah. cinematic. Um, I like it. I love their voices together. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like her and I always like, on paper, like, it's things that I would think, I would be like, oh, that's too much, and it's over the top, and it's too obvious, but, like, then I listen to it, and I'm like, I actually really dig this. Yeah, I don't I mean, know she, what it is. It's, it's just, almost like, because she that's her style at this point. Like, you know to expect that of her. Right, yeah. That it works. I think, yeah, that's true. Um, and, yeah, and I like, I mean, yeah, in keeping, like, we're talking about throwback, because, you know, she literally talks about the Hollywood sign, mm-hmm. um, but the song title is Lust for Life, which was already an Iggy Pop song title. Yes. Which, in turn, was taken from... Um, a Vincent Van Gogh biopic starring Kurt Douglas, Lust for Life, from, I think, maybe the 50s or 60s or something like that. So, again, that goes way back to her, like, old Hollywood fixation. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I don't have anything to add to it. I like it. I, I don't, like, I'm not immediately floored by it. Like, I'm still maybe for this album waiting for the, like, high by the beach type song. Yeah. The kind of, like, vibey type thing. But mm-hmm. I like I like what I've heard so far. I heard the first note and I was like... Take it to number one. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how it works here at Billboard. Alexa's like number one, and we're like, all we right, all yes. that's a hit. Yeah. All right, uh, let's listen to it. It's Lana Del Rey featuring The Weeknd. Song's called Lust for Life. All right, that was new LDR. That's what I call her. Um, <laughs> Lana Del Rey, for the most part. Yeah, in case you couldn't figure that out. Um, let's talk about uh, Lindsay Pick. So it's a new Paramore song, Hard Times, from just announced new album, After the Laughter, which is, well, you talk about it. What, what do you think and feel about this? Are you a big Paramore fan? I don't even know. I'm what. not particularly a big Paramore nice. fan. Okay. So clearly setting this up well, but. <laughs> This song, I think it was a perfect reintroduction for them. It's just like a huge power pop hit that sort of reminds me of Ain't It Fun, which I believe is their biggest hit to date. Yeah, I think so on the charts, yeah. Um, so yeah, I think their last album was, what, almost five years ago? A long time ago, yeah. So crazy. for those who forgot about them, this is a great way <laughs> to sort of come back strong, and I think it's really catchy. It's hard to deny that. My favorite part is when she goes in the high voice and said, and I gotta get to rock bottom it's like a mm-hmm. little quirky thing that sort of just gets stuck in the back of your head but yeah what are your thoughts um i like it i, f- I mean i have to say like every time i listen the first time i listen to it and then every time since like i can't help but laugh just because like the sound is like so early 80s but it's this like there was a style of music that was like really big but short-lived where it was like faux tropical new wave and it includes like bands that like no okay the biggest so band that people do remember <laughs> that is, yeah the band that people remember from that style is like Bananarama like they people okay. know who they are but like there were so many other bands that like just came and went like uh, I'm also I'm not that old like I wasn't around for that I just happened to care about <laughs> music history you guys history. can't see him but he has gray I, hair <laughs> I promise I wasn't here when all this was happening um, bands like Haircut 100 
Um, uh, yeah, Bananarama, Funboy 3. Um, I forget the name of the band, but that goofy, goofy song Tarzan Boy, which is like the... Oh, 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 oh. Like, there's yeah, a whole, like, sub-sub-genre of music that's like this. And it wasn't cool when it happened. And it was, like, never cool. And I feel like there's just this never-ending, like, look back to the 80s. Like, well, what 80s style can we, like, bring back now? Like, we've already done synth pop. We've already done the kind of, like, yacht rock thing. Like, what else? We've, a new wave has been done to death. Like, yeah. it's like, what else can we resurrect? And they're like, I don't know. Then I guess we could do happened. this. We could do Haircut 100. But all of that sounds, like, very shady. But I do like the song. <laughs> like, it is good. She sounds great on it. It's fun yeah. that they're doing a new direction. I could see this working on the charts. Um, I'm into it. I hope the full album doesn't exactly sound like this. I hope it's... Because it's such a, like, it is a goofy sound. Yeah, it you really know? is. And it, I don't think the full album will sound like this, just because, I mean, they do sort of have diverse songs. Like, um, Misery Business is, like, a different... Yeah. I mean, it's also upbeat, but then they have... Only exception. That's the one I wrote down, which is just mm-hmm. like a total turn from this. It's a lot slower, more melancholy. Yeah. So I think that there could be more of that on the album. What, what did you think, Alexa? Honestly, I didn't love it, especially for them not being around for such a long time. I mean, Haley Williams sounds great on it, but I think it was such a different sound for them to come back with that. I mean, I kind of agree with what you said with it kind of being like a, a goofy song, a goofy sound a little bit. So. I mean, I don't dislike it, but I didn't love it. All right, well, let's listen to it. So it's the new Paramore uh, called Hard Times from upcoming album After the Laughter. Um, that was New Paramore. I, for those of you who are obviously not in this room and just listening, this is Alexa's first podcast, and she just tried to step on my feet. Uh, <laughs> right between when we do songs, I do a little clap into the mic so the editors know where to put the song, and she tried to take my clap away from me. So. And I will not be coming did. back. I came so close. Yeah. I need that clap. That's that's an important part of All right, Joe, you can have the clap. My ritual. I will not Thank try you. to take it away again. Um, all right, let's move on to uh, Luis Fonsi featuring Justin Bieber, Despacito remix. Yes. This is a Lindsay pick. Um, so wh- why'd you pick this and what do you think um, about it? Well, I love the original of this song, mm-hmm. which I think is really interesting because it is entirely in Spanish. Yeah, but, and a huge hit. Yeah, like, it's, a, it's been number one on the Latin charts for a long time and it's been mm-hmm. on the Hot 100 for several weeks too. But to hear someone put an English spin on it and Justin Bieber of all people. It's just like so strange that you almost have to click and hear it. At least that was my experience with it. I was just Mm -hmm. so confused to see the combination of Luis Fonsi and Justin Bieber that I was, I had to listen to it and it actually works really well. Um, Justin Bieber even sings in Spanish for a portion of it, which is cool and he sounds great. But I think it was a really smart move in that it just allows the song to connect with even more people than it already has. Yeah, I think it's, I mean, just from, like, a business perspective, I think it's definitely, there's that element of, like, let's reach out to a a new audience for this. I mean, we, so the new Billboard uh, magazine um, has, now I'm blanking, it's Jay Balvin. And and, Nikki Jam. Yeah, and Nikki Jam on the cover, and part Mm -hmm. of what they're talking about um, is just that, 
you know, they've got, I mean, you know, and they're huge stars, but, like, when their songs are in Spanish, it doesn't reach a certain right. audience. And so they even literally talk about, like, you do songs in English, you reach that audience suddenly. And I think that's kind of what having Bieber on this does. But then it is cool that, yeah, he also sings in Spanish. Right. Um, so it's sounds not just good like throwing him in Spanish. the mix. Yeah. Yeah, he does sound good. Yeah, he really does. I was very impressed. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And it's interesting because I spoke with Luis Fonsi a while back and he mentioned that when this song came out, when they saw the reaction it was getting, that they had plans to do multiple remixes. So I mm-hmm. assume this is just the first of many to come. So nice. we have that to Little look forward insider to. insider info. What was, <laughs> yeah, you know. what was he like when you talked to he's, him? I mean, he's so smart and he's super nice, but just in terms of he's been doing this for so long and he started off as like a pop balladier. So for him to go down this path is really interesting and it's clearly working out for him. Mm-hmm. So could Justin Bieber release a Spanish album? I would say no. Uh, well, Justin Bieber had that uh, Sorry remix with J Balvin, actually. Oh, I didn't even know cover that. Star. I yes. didn't know that either. So this is like not the first crossover into that huh. market. Um, so I guess there could be a Justin Bieber Spanish-speaking <laughs> album, but it's not something that I'm necessarily promoting. <laughs> I think he sounds great in Spanish is all I'm saying. I would be on I board agree with, with that. that. I agree. Um, so wait, you said Luis Fonsi said he had other remixes coming up. Who do you think he's working? Like, we don't have any insider intel, but who do you think? Who would you? Well, want so he wrote the song on just his guitar. So mm-hmm. I asked him, I'd love at some point just to hear that, just the lyrics with a guitar and nothing else, because it is really beautiful. Um, but he did not drop any other insider info into who he was working with on it or what the other ones might sound like. All right. Um, well, should we listen to it? Let's do it. Yes. All right. Uh, Luis Fonsi featuring Justin Bieber. Uh, Daddy Yankee is on the original. So, yes. again, a weird situation. Justin Bieber filling in for Daddy Yankee. But, hey, it's 2017. You never know. <laughs> it works. Anything can happen. Uh, it's the Despacito remix. <laughs> Despacito, quiero desnudarte a besos despacito, firmo en las paredes de tu laberinto, y hacer de tu cuerpo todo un manuscrito. All right, the next and last song we've got is from Shamir. It is called I Fucking Hate You. Um, that is not meant personally to anyone in I'm this offended. room or listening. <laughs> except for one person, and you know who you are. Um, I do indeed. No, so Shamir released a surprise album on Monday. Um, or wait, was it Sunday? Well, whatever. Recently. Um, yes. It's called Hope. Uh, Shamir's debut, which I loved, and we talked about in this podcast forever ago, was this, like, just kind of weird, electro-pop, very idiosyncratic uh, singer-songwriter uh, John, as someone from Philly would say. <laughs> um, and this new John is uh, totally different. It's, uh, well, for starters, so when Shamir posted it, it came with this long letter of like how my manager didn't even know I was doing this. I kind of can't believe I'm putting this out there, but I just felt the need to release it. Um, and the album is very like comparatively uh, like lo-fi rock. It's very yeah. like um, to the point where you can even hear kind of like the hiss and the um, what's the word? Kind of just like the d- electronic droning in the background yeah. um, of like the tape recorder. So it's it's all super lo-fi. Um, the songs are, you know, kind of like Big Star Third-esque in that they're just mm-hmm. kind of like um, more sketches than complete um, compositions. 
Um, but yet, it's a really like arresting, like kind of personal listen. Um, and I, I chose this one just because I think the the sentiment is really funny and cute, and something Shamir does well, um, which is saying basically like I fucking hate you because you made me like you. Um, you know, it's someone you don't want to like. You don't want to yeah. fall in love. You don't want to like someone, but it happens anyways. Right. Um, so, but yeah, and the whole album is just like different, like absolutely not what I was expecting. Shamir released, and I can't think of the name, but uh, between the debut and this, a song that was for like a sunglasses ad or something like that, which had more of a rock edge, but it was definitely more polished. This is kind of going in the rock direction with like zero polish, but I'm into it. It's definitely not for everyone, but I think it's really fascinating. But I'm curious, well, like what you guys thought of it. Does the rest of the album sound like this song? Yes. Okay. I find it so interesting when you sent this song and said that it was by Shamir. I thought that it was like a different artist also named Shamir just because it sounds like nothing I have heard from before. Um, So I and I like I'm such a huge fan of the lo-fi garage rock. Mm -hmm. So I I, I'm definitely going to check out the rest of the album, which I've not done yet. I am too. I I love the raw sound. First of all, when you sent the attachment, I didn't read the entire email, and I just read the attachment that said, "I fucking hate you." <laughs> so I was like, "Wow!" Like, Welcome to, to the, the podcast. Morning. Welcome to yeah, the podcast, indeed. Open the podcast. They hate you. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> um. Yeah. Not to take it back to Lana, but I mean, she even recorded like a few songs on Honeymoon that were just like that lo-fi sound. That sounded very unpolished and even like. I just love it. The more raw, the better for me when it comes to those types of songs. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and what's really fan. cool, a lot of the times, at least from my experience, when there is a song that is this lo-fi in terms of production, the vocals sort of mirror that in that like they're super fuzzy and almost screaming at parts. But but Shamir's vocals are really beautiful on this track. Right. I mean, yeah, Shamir's voice is just this gorgeous, genderless thing. Um, it reminds me a lot of. Uh, the late singer Jeff Hansen, who had a similarly kind of like ethereal voice that just is kind of defies categorization. Um, but yeah, so I'm I'm really into this. Uh, it's it's a free album, by the way. It's on SoundCloud. Ooh. You can download it. Um, so yeah, Shamir. The album is Hope, but the song. How many times can we swear on this podcast? I guess the song is called Let's go for I Another. Hate you. <laughs> All right, that was the new Shamir, and that's all we got for this week. Um, so thanks for listening. Oh, actually, one thing I did want to add. Someone tweeted a recommendation, and it was a great one. Um, I forget the name of the person who tweeted at me. So, But do you remember the name of the you. song? I do. It was um, Adina Howard, who did Freak right. Like Me, the classic uh, mm-hmm. R&B song. Uh, has a new album. It's called Resurrection. And it was really, it was really good. I was like, legit, like I started listening to it, and I was like, "Oh, this is good. Let me look her up." And then I was like, "Wait, this is freak like me, woman." <laughs> Apparently, yeah, like totally. Like I don't want to say like a complete. You know, it, it's yeah. It's like she's updating her sound. Basically, yeah. it's a very like vibey weekendy thing. Um, you know, which is obviously so hot right now. The PBR and B. Um, but yeah, the the album opener is called Radiation. And has Tech Nine on it. Um, I would recommend checking it out. It was a great wreck, so thank you for tweeting that at me. It was a very, it was a surprising 
you know, find, and I enjoyed it. Um, So if anyone has any recommendations, please uh, tweet them at us, and we will catch you next week. um, When when, Jason returns. When Jason returns (laughs) from his vacation. And I think the feist is out, so we'll probably talk about that one. All right. Sweet. Thanks. Talk to you guys later. (laughs) 